How can you master your mind and keep pushing yourself when you least feel like it? Ray Kashkar is a Navy SEAL veteran who had a storied career, completing multiple combat zone tours in Iraq and Afghanistan, mastering high and low profile security protection for various government agencies like the CIA. Welcome to the Best You Podcast, where we explore how to improve all six areas of life, your health, personal, career, financial, spiritual, and relational. My name is Nick Carrier, an entrepreneur, fitness trainer, and motivational speaker. And I was going down the traditional path of working a nine to five until my mentor saw something in me, I quit my job and started my own business. My mission is to help you gain clarity on how to become your best you. Ray Cash Care learned how to overcome adversity at the young age of 11 when his father was murdered. Then he became one of the most badass Navy SEALs who had a storied career and now is a peak performance consultant, a motivational speaker who transforms people all around the country and the world. Before going into this interview, I just want to let you know that Ray uses pretty explicit language. I didn't want to tell him not to, and we're not editing it out because I feel like it's a part of who he is and it makes his message what it is. So I just want to let you know that in advance, you're getting ready to really hear it from him. So get ready to learn how to become a more badass version of yourself with the one and only Ray Cash Care. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Best You Podcast. Today, I'm super fired up to be joined by the one and only Ray Cash Care. Uh, Ray, I just want to dive right in, man. I'm really excited to get into today. We've got a lot of people who are, I mean, everybody who listens to the Best You Podcast is self-improvement focused. People are health and fitness focused, and I know that they're going to get a lot of motivation um, from you and a lot of experience from you and stories from you. And I kind of want to dive right into why you became a Navy SEAL. I know you didn't necessarily know a ton about it before joining the Navy SEALs as I feel like a lot of a lot more people have so much more to an extent insight as to what it means to be a Navy SEAL now before making that decision. So talk to me a little bit about how much insight you had and why you felt like that was the decision to make when you made it. Well, we didn't get a lot of insight. We didn't have all the Navy SEALs give, you know, they weren't given out pretty much the curriculums out there for everybody, but just because it's out there doesn't mean you're going to pass it. Um, I actually think um, the little bit that I I knew I, at the time I thought was a lot actually was a was a benefit of me going um, because you know now everybody knows how you know I knew that it was broken down in three phases I knew Hell Week was here Pool Comp was here and then you had Demo in third phase I knew you had to run a lot swim a lot push ups pull ups and sit ups um, but the reason why I joined the military was simple simply this. Um, and, I, and I want to make this very clear to all the listeners. I, I'm not a victim here. Um, I'm not playing the victim role. If you play the victim role, shame on you um, because you're just going to continue to uh, feel sorry for yourself. You're going to go nowhere. But, um, you know, I didn't have a great childhood and I was getting a lot of trouble at the time um, where I was contemplating, you know, some really heavy shit in my life. Like, what am I going to do? And it was at the time it was military or probably end up in jail. Um, college, I tried college and listen, I'm going to make this very clear. I know I run with a big crowd, million, multi-million, hundred million, billion dollar men. 95% of them don't have college degrees. I'm not saying that that's not for you. I'm saying it wasn't for me. I tried community college. Um, I pissed it away. I wasn't focused. Um, I'm actually going to go speak one of my events, myself and Matt Schneider. We uh, run the Q course. We're getting ready to speak at a college um, about retention of college. And I'm kind of like, 
<laughs> like, you know, I, listen, to me, and I want to make this very clear, I think college, for the most part, for the most part, is a piece of paper that shows that you can get up and do something for two years or four years or whatever it is. Um, in today's, I guess, job economy, really, people were just hiring for people to show up that will show up. <laughs> um, so times have changed. But for me, the military was a turning point, a critical turning point in my life, um, because, you know, I think there comes a point in every human being's life where they they come to a fork in the road. Right. That, that symbolism is, you know, if they're going to if they're going to be, become the victor or stay the victim. And I chose, you know, the path less traveled. And for me, that path had to be at the time. And again, I have nothing against any other former op, uh, spec ops groups. They're all hard in their own fashion. But, you know, 17-year-old kid um, going nowhere real fucking fast, pardon my language. Uh, I was like, this is the hardest thing to do in the world. And I was drawn to it. And it's and people, you know, um, Mr. Tim Grover is one of my mentors right now. Tim Grover, um, you know, attack the attack of athletes. He's probably one of the best speakers I've ever heard. And he came up with, you know, the definition of success. And I hear it all the time. It's, you know, 98% of the people want to be successful. 1% of people need to be successful. And then whatever is left over that other percent are the people that are obsessed with it. Now, he says, you know, you understand that it's one in one. I said, yes, sir. He goes, but you have to be like the 0.5 of the one. Like, and that's what it was. And all I did was, is I decided that right then and there, it was, I remember the night when I looked in the mirror and said, it's time for a change, that enough is enough. And I hope this resonates with a lot of people because this is what I'll tell you. And I'm, 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 I'm looking at you because you're a year younger than my son. We just had this fucking conversation. If you don't like where you are right now and you don't like where you're heading, in one, three, five, or 10 years, I'm going to ask you where you are and you're going to be in the same place you are right now, which is not happy. So the best advice I can give young men and women is, number one, um, be obsessed with success, right? Prioritize, strategize, and monetize. Monetization does not mean money. Create growth, right? Make an impact. Um, you know, a couple of my mentors are like, you can't be pap pap uh, passion-driven. You have to be purpose-driven. Bullshit. You can be both. I'm making really good money doing what I love. I build guns. I'm the chief communications officer of a gun company, Watchtower Firearms. Um, I'm a motivational speaker. And I run a course right now. I'm running a course called the Q Course with Matt Schneider. And we're launching. He's already launched. I'm trying to buy my way in to his couple's community because these are the things that I love. So to answer your question, because I know I went on a whole rant and tangent, is just if you're somewhere in your life right now and you're you're at a wall, you're at a sticking point, figure out what you are like a, a subject matter expert at, right? Um, Brenda Lee, she talks about the pizza pie. I love it. I just brought this analogy. But what is your, what is your 5% zone of genius that you can do better than anybody else on the planet? Or, right, because someone is like, ah, someone can always do what I do. Yes. But they may not present it the way you present it. Myself, Jason Redman, Rob O'Neill, all the amazing speakers can get up and we can say the same thing. My way may reach some people, Jason's way, Jocko's way, Goggins, everybody reaches someone. But my point is, is each and every one of you and me have something to offer to this world. Because 
we were put on this earth for a reason, right? You and I both were. Now, the million dollar question, and I wish if I could answer this, I'd be the richest man in the world, is to be able to tell you what that is. Right now, I can go from that's the 100,000 foot view to the 5,000 foot view, which is create growth, make an impact. How do you do that? By being subject matter expert in something, figure out what you're really freaking good at and learn how to create and monetize that skill set into profitable business. And that's all I've done. Now, and the only thing I've done, sir, just so you know, is I'm not a motivational coach. I like the word elevational coach. I'm a pain coach. That is the one thing. Well, there's a couple of things that we all have in common. We're born, we're going to die, and we're all going to suffer some form of pain. I form, I've suffered pretty much in every form of pain there is. There's physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, financial, and even sexual pain. So that gives me street cred. I'm not going to get into my past. I didn't have a great childhood. We can leave it there. But what I will tell each and every listener here is you're not alone if you're suffering. So the trick is everybody, you know, the reason why I joined the Navy was simply this. Everybody wants to be successful in life. And the way that most people are wired is they need to add to become successful. The truth of the matter is you need to delete. You need to delete all the negative out of your life, the toxins, the poisons. Quit anything and everything that doesn't serve you purpose in your life right now. And then once you do that, then you're going to open up those channels. And what happens is as human beings, we run on three frequencies, ultra low, low, uh, excuse me, ultra low, high, and high frequency. I'm an ultra high frequency guy. I started off on a low frequency. And then I, and now all that is, is breaking those physical, mental, and emotional barriers. So the military for me was, it really wasn't an option. It was, it was my calling and it was due to being the byproduct of acting like a victim because my father was murdered. I was addicted to some drugs. I, I was drinking too much, getting into fights. I was literally, and I don't know if you know who this is, I was a billboard for a Jerry Springer show, mm-hmm. right? White trash kid from Baltimore who was going nowhere fast. Um, but what's so great about the story is, and what each and every one of you have to understand is you control the narrative. Right. It can be a horror story. It can be a it can be a happily ever after. It can be nonfiction, you know, right? Horror stories, you play the victim. Nonfictions, you go around bullshitting people through your life. And, you know, the happily ever after is you create, you know, your best version of what a fairy tale world is. And that's what I'm doing, man. Um, you know, and I'm not looking back. I'm not apologizing for it. You've seen my shit on Instagram. Um, I'm not apologizing. I get people all the time. I'm not apologizing. I won't apologize for getting in someone's ass. Bedros Coolian just talked about this on the Sean Ryan podcast, who's one of my very good friends, number two podcast in the country. Clips on me. A dumb Irish kid from Baltimore, man, is on the number two pretty much podcast. And Sean's looking at me for the podcast. And I told him, careful, because I'm not going to hold back. Um, I'm not going to dilute my message. I'm not going to change my message. Um I'm going to be me. And that's why I work for the gun company I work for. We, I am unapologetic for being an American. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just all that, young man. <laughs> I'll do my best. I probably need a little extra time uh, at some point later to really digest all of that. But I love what you said about so many different things. But one of the things that you said is I'm not a motivational coach. I like the word elevational coach, but I'm a pain coach. And, you know, like you said, everybody has 
different periods of their life where they're experiencing pain, whether that's something they intentionally sought after and are going through or unintentionally are going through. And I know that during the training days to become a Navy SEAL and, and after, you've had a lot of times where you were experiencing a lot of pain and, and maybe during the, the SEAL training, you thought about potentially quitting at different points. Talk to us about what it takes to transition from being in a point of pain and seriously contemplating making the decision of quitting versus getting past that and getting like, hell no, I'm not quitting. I'm freaking pursuing through this thing. Like how do, how do we make that transition? Well, I, I think that's a two part answer. Number one is the why, right? The internal why. So case in point, you know, I don't know if you have a family, but like the old Ray, the old Ray, the old cash, the Ray cash care here that you would ask, what's my why? I would have looked you right in the eye and said, it's my wife. And my two amazing kids, my two chihuahuas, and my cat. But the real why is me. So, like, if I want to be a better husband, father, lover, right? No matter what it is, um, friend. If I want to be the best version of, of being a Navy SEAL, I have to be the best version of me. So many people do things for the wrong freaking reasons. Their whys get twisted. They're watching too many movies, reading too many books. Um, and not really putting in the the sweat equity, what it takes to become a SEAL. And I'm going to make you, I'm going to tell everybody a million dollar secret here. The sweat equity is, is more mental and emotional than it is physical, right? You can, you can show up in decent shape and get in better shape. You can't show up a mental and emotional train wreck and get stronger. You don't have time. So what do I do? What have other people done that I think are successful is we have that physical, mental, and emotional switch. It's not three separate switches. It's not. It's that switch that you have to hit when you hit rock bottom. For me, rock bottom was steel pier. That's where Jason Redman, Lieutenant Redman had to push me in because my body said no. My mind was saying yes, but my body said no effing more jumping off, literally laying on a steel pier, freezing to it and jumping in the water and getting back out and doing it again. My body said, I've had enough. It, it clocked out. But I knew, and what got me through, like what gets me through is I am a, I'm a, I am a future thinker, right? So I want you to, you're not married with kids, are you yet? No. Perfect. So this will work for you. I was single going through buds. But these are the things that went through my mind. And these are split seconds. I know when I talk about them, they go fast. But I have to, I visualize. I visualize being a 51-year-old man. I visualize getting married to the woman of my dreams. Having two great kids. And having to explain to my 29-year-old son, Dad, you were in the Navy. Yeah, 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 I was, son. Did you ever think about being a Navy SEAL? At that moment, I would have either had to, remember we talked about writing that story? I could have told fiction, nonfiction, horror story, or fairy tale. I chose fairy tale. Same thing with my daughter. Don't ever quit. Don't ever quit. I have a, a, a course out called Quit. I get up on stage. I just spoke to like 3,000 lacrosse players across uh, the nation and got up there and said, I'm the biggest effing quitter you've ever met in your life. And there was, you could hear a mouse fart. And they looked at me. I have quit this, this, this in my life to attain and gain this, this, this in my life. As mm -hmm. human beings, we can only hold so much here, here, and here. 
I get rid of all the things that I'm tired of holding that do me no, no use to hold anymore. And it frees up that bandwidth that we talked about. Everything I do, it circumvents and comes back around. So in Buds, all I did was that pain that I learned as a kid being physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, spiritually, and sexually abused, I learned how to harness that pain. I learned how to channel it. Most people run from pain. Pain is a demon. You can't kill a demon. You can name, claim, and tame it. That's what I've learned how to do with the beast inside. Mm. Right? There's things that happen to me where I can't go to certain things. I don't, there's certain smells in certain places I don't go to. So I don't go to them. It's just like if you're an alcoholic and you know that going to a bar might trigger that beast, why would you fucking go to that bar? But too many people poke at the bear, right? That's the beast. And they want to mm. see. I don't want to see. I've been down that road. I know what it's like. I'm not going to go down that road again. And the reason why I get up here and I spread this message is because I know there's other people who have gone through the same pain as me. The nightmares, the was it me? Did I do this? Did I deserve this? And they, they could be going through life like I did for the first 17 years of my life, blaming the entire effing world on why they're where they are. And then when you look in the mirror and I do one of my self-reflection drills, I go, why not you? You are a typical victim. Just because you were this, 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 and this doesn't mean you need to pass that torch on. I don't beat my kids. Although what my son's asked a few times, but that's as he got older. I've never struck my daughter. I opened a car door for my daughter. I opened it since the day she was born, bringing her home. Um, I don't hit her mother. I treat her with respect. Um, I'm not going to do the things to my children, especially my daughter or my son that were done to me as a child. And I raise them to do the same damn thing. Or I could be like the analogy of that story with the drug father, the drug addict father who has the two, I know you've heard this, the two twin sons, right? One's a heroin addict. The, the father's a heroin addict. And they ask the son, why are you a heroin addict? Because my father's a heroin addict. They ask the other one, why are you a multi-billionaire? Because I want to I help my father and my brother. Mm. I chose to be that brother. Now, I'm not worth a hundred million billion dollars, but I've got that mindset. I've got mm. something that most people don't have. And that's just, that's just grit, grind and determination because yeah. I've channeled that pain to turn it into profit. I, I, I just talked about that. So on my Instagram, I, I, I said this, um, I came up with this analogy, this saying that I use, I use it in all my speaking events. And I was getting ready to go on and talk to thousands, thousands and thousands of people for Major's Coolian. When you do big events for like an Ed Milad and Andy Frisilla, you don't change the script. You just don't do that. And I called him and I'm getting ready to go. And he's like, he's like dude, is everything okay? And I'm like, I just had an epiphany. He goes, wait a minute, what? I said, I came up with this and I want to use it in my speech. And he goes, okay, let me hear it. And I said, I have realized that I am a pain coach. He goes, explain. I said, pain, equal, pain equals growth. Growth equals power. Power equals knowledge and knowledge equals profit. Pain equals growth. Growth equals power. Power equals knowledge and knowledge equals uh, profit. I have learned how to profit from my past and current pain. And he thought about it for a second. He goes, dude, that's brilliant. Don't screw it up. <laughs> like, don't get it wrong. But he has a similar background. So 
if you haven't experienced a lot of those pains, you may not, that may not resonate with you. But if you have, mm. I'm telling you, it's, it's a bolt of lightning. It's a charge. It's a switch. You're like, you see people are like, what? I can profit from my pain. Yes. If I can do it, you can do it. Will mm. I be a multimillionaire? I don't know, but I will tell you, I will be in a better place than someone that doesn't put in the work. I will not be tomorrow where I am today. I refuse to settle. I refuse to cap out. I refuse um, to be any, I hate this word. I refuse to be one of my worst words in the world, average. I fucking hate the word. I will not be average in anything I do. People always ask me, what is your biggest fear in life? Dying, saying, Ray Cash Care, average dude. Five foot seven, 205 pounds. I'm as average as they come, man. But I make a statement with everybody and everything I, I touch, meet, greet, shake hands with um, because I am so grateful and so blessed that every day I get up, I, I honestly, I know people say this all the time, it's cliche. I live my days like it's my last one, man. I go to the gym and I train harder than other people. Um, not there's some people who train harder than me. Um, I'm grateful, you know, I mean, spend quality time with my wife. I, I, I don't believe in balance. I believe in creating daily balance according Mm -hmm. to whatever the day brings, right? I'm a control freak, man. I'm going to control what time I get up, what time I go to bed, what I'm putting in my body, how much time I'm spending at the gym. I can control per se, how much money I'm making with my speaking events. But once I get behind that car, man, I lose that control. Once I get in a plane, I lose control. Too many people are too scared to take control of what they can in their lives. They're letting too many outside entities control them. I don't let fast food control me. I don't eat fast food. If I do, you'll see me at um, Chick-fil-A. I'll get a grilled chicken sandwich, right? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not falling subject to, you know... You see all these people that aren't paying their bills and, oh, I'll just sit on my house. I'm not that guy. I'm not going to be average. I'm never going to look average. I'm never going to act average. I'm never going to hang out with average human beings. Because if I do that, I'm settling and I refuse to settle. And anybody listening to this, I got to watch my time. Just don't settle. Like you have so much more. Like I haven't even, you know, the million people ask me all the time, was Navy SEAL the biggest highlight of your life? Nope. Nope. Technically, it's my wife and kids, but you know what? Everything that I have done have done has put me in front of you right now. You, what we're doing now is going to put me in front of someone else. I am not Al Bundy from Married with Children. I am not. I am so sick of living in the past. When I get up and do my big motivational speeches, and I love all the team guys that get up there and speak, they give you a pamphlet. They know who you are. We spend 10 to 15 minutes talking about all the cool shit we did for the O&R factor. I'm not Al Bundy. Listen, guys, it's in the pamphlet. Who can't read? Raise your hand. No one reads. All right, let's get to work. Let's talk about, let's save 10 minutes of me stroking myself off. And let's talk about what I can do for you now that's going to help you in 10 minutes and tomorrow. And people are like, oh, shit, let's do this. Now, if you can't read, I'm happy to tell you how awesome I am. But if that's the case, I've only got an hour and it's going to take me longer that people laugh. But no. Let's get to work, man. Yeah. Gosh, so many different good things that I wanted to just touch on real quickly before we move on to the next part. I think that, you know, the the root of the first question was about 
how to push past a point of potentially wanting to quit. And I think you mentioned so many good things. Like first off, like knowing what your why is and like realizing that yes, other people are a part of your why, but like for me, that's why my business is called Best You because my why is just, I want to become the best version of myself. Yes, for a bunch of different reasons, but like I want to make sure that the version of me tomorrow is better than the me, the version today. Like, like you said, like, I don't want to be average. I don't want to be complacent. Um, I think one of the mindset things that you mentioned that I talk about a little bit as well is visioning and visualizing your future self. If you can visualize your future self and you want to make that person proud of the current version of yourself, you're going to act a whole lot differently, both with the way that you act with what you put in your body, how you move your body, the things that you say and everything like that. Keeping in mind the future version of yourself is critical. And then you talked a lot about quitting a lot of things. And and I think a lot of people are not willing to sacrifice and extract or, or remove a lot of things from their life. And I think that is just a huge separator and a huge different differentiator between people like you and pe- people who are really successful. So I, I want to acknowledge those things as well. Talk to me about the transition. Was the transition from being a Navy SEAL to being like motivational speaker, was that a difficult transition for you when you moved away from that? Or talk to me about that. SEAL to CIA, no. Same thing, just made more money. Uh, Transitioning into the business world, scared shitless, and I'll tell you why. If you're overseas and you're fighting, you know who your enemy is. In, In business... Mm. everybody's smiling, telling you they got their back. I'm telling you this right now. I'm going to make everybody a million, another million dollar piece of advice for, um, for business. Entrepreneur is someone who gets up and take risks. Number one, we're all entrepreneurs. Number two, everybody that says they're cheering for you, they are. They're cheering for you until you, you fail. And then they are going to be the first ones to poke at you and go, ha ha, look at him. Nobody wants to see you succeed like you do. So the best advice I have, and I got the shirts over there, is these three words, or maybe four, I bet on me. Four words, I bet on me. Bet on yourself, invest in yourself, and let nothing or no one deter you from your, your goals. That is that is it. That's it, man. Mm. I'm giving That's- you short answers now, but I'm not in a rush to go because I'm trying not to talk too much. I made a note to myself. Shut the fuck up. So. <laughs> No, that's great. That's great. I think that was awesome. Another thing I wanted to to touch on because you mentioned it uh, when you you've you've talked about quitting a lot of things and removing unnecessary things from your life that don't have you focused on your goals. You also talked about how you uh, are part of a gun company. You are a motivational speaker. Uh, you have the Q course, and you're doing other things in business. Talk to me about the difference between not doing too many things and removing the things that don't keep you focused and doing the different things that you're doing and like having your hands in a lot of, and your hands in a lot of different things. Talk to me about like what that balance looks like and how it's, and how they're actually different. So there's multitasking and multi-doing. And when I first started in the business, I was, you know, throwing it out there everywhere. I had 70 logs, 70 logs on the fire waiting for something to catch. But what I do and what I have done is I simplify things, right? Keep it simple, stupid. That's what we're talking about in the military. I have my four F-bombs. I have it tattooed right here on my hand. My family, my fitness, my finances, and my faith, right? Family, how can I be the best father, husband, whatever version of a human being you are in your life, be it. Fitness, fitness is three-dimensional, physical, mental, and emotional. Finance, 
how do I create real generational wealth? Like not just everybody, listen, I'm not going to be a slave to my wage. I'm not slave. Everybody's a slave to their wage. When you have a salary, that is someone telling you they are capping off your goals and dreams. Mm. I have a salary job, but I just landed a $106,000 three-day gig on the side. How did you do that? Because I go in and tell people not why they need me or why I need them or yeah, why they need me. Right. So that's what I do. Um, and I'm just going to continue to do things. I just keep it very simple. And I only focus on those four things. That's all I do. I, I had so many fires going out. You know, I wanted to be a subject matter expert in here, 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 and here. Literally, it's as simple as breaking out that whiteboard like you saw over here and just writing down. I, I literally draw a circle, make a, make a pizza. And I put all these slices of what I'm good at. And then after that, I'm like, hmm, what's my favorite piece of that pizza? Do I like pepperoni? So I can't, do I like all this stuff? And I'm like, well, really, I could eat a pizza with pepperoni, sausage, mushroom, and onions. That's my pizza I get. I'm going to focus, and people are like, what the hell does that do? I focus on simplicity. Here's the thing. Once I get really freaking good at those four things, maybe I'll open up some more bandwidth. Too many people have too many irons in the fire. And sometimes all that, uh, that uh, iron needs to do is just kind of be pushed a little. But if you don't have the time and the energy, it's going to phase that, fizz out. So then you're left with, it's not options. It's you ain't got any, you have no options. You're just sitting there because everything you've, you've been focusing on, it's this, it's this. So keep it simple. And that comes back to figure out what you're really freaking good at. You know, what I tried to think, what makes me want to get up every morning and what makes me not want to go to sleep at night? That's how I did it. And it's speaking, doing my camps where I'm yelling at people and stuff. Kids, I love working with kids um, and I love guns. That's what um, I did. That, that's that's it. And people are yeah. like, how can you make so much money in that? Because I really put myself, you know, I really give myself to each one of these areas because I only have so much to give, right? I incorporate my wife, my wife and daughter help me with these businesses. Why yeah. not? You know? That's, that's great. It's, it's, and people are like, are you done? yeah, it's that simple. It's mm -hmm. just take time to figure out what you're really good at and then put all your energy into that versus putting in all the bullshit. You know, I was thinking about being a nutritionist, thinking about doing fitness programs, thinking about, I don't do that. I don't do that. I was doing coaching for a while. I don't want to do that. I like speaking, my camps, doing things with my wife and guns. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the things that you, that you said that's important for people to hear is like in the beginning you had you know, lit logs all over the place and trying to feel things out. And, and I think that's oftentimes where it needs to start. And that's where you figure out, okay, what do I really enjoy? How do I really want to be spending my time? And how do, can I actually create growth and strategize and monetize and all that kind of stuff? And sometimes that takes time and then you can narrow your focus and be like, boom, let's go all in on this particular thing and keep a lot more uh, specific focus on that. And so I think it, for a lot of people out there, sometimes it takes a little bit of time to figure out where you're really going to be channeling your energy. And if you want to put it in layman's terms, as simple as this, there's a gas pedal. Sometimes you have to press down. Sometimes you have to let off. I took my time. I took my time at the beginning. 
and mm-hmm. really came up with a plan, right? I came up with a plan your dive, dive your plan. And I was like, I'm not going to let, I'm going to give it. And when you do everything, I do everything phase line training, phase line training, best average, worst case. I'm going to do this in the best case scenario. I'm going to make my first $500,000 in three years. That's not the case. It's going to be five. Worst case scenario is going to be seven. If it doesn't happen in seven years, it's time to start doing something. I mean, that's good money. Mm-hmm. When I exceeded that, I was like, okay, now that we've done that, what can we do next? How yeah. can I add value um, without diluting who I am and what I'm producing now? Yeah. And you know, that's where you have up funnels and you have all this stuff. I'm going to get the business side of it. And I have people working with me and for me now. I have a business partner, Matt Schneider. I do things with my buddy, Ronnie Garcia. I bring the people in my life that have never let me down before. My wife, she she handles all my, you know, she handles all the money in the business. My daughter, we pay her. She helps us with things. She'll break out the suitcases when I got to go. I'm like, hey, you know, it's it's a machine, right? It, it, and, and the thing is, is you have to you have to be all in. You have to be completely invested into this. And if you're not, all you're doing is just burning time. All in. All, I mean, you're talking to a guy who works on Christmas. All in. And my family understands that. You're talking to a guy that when we go to Disney, me and my wife get up at six o'clock and go work out. I'm up at four working, getting the emails and everything out. It's six o'clock. I have time for them. At night when we're done, Lily, I take an hour to go over everything. Then I still spend quality time with my wife. I ain't getting much sleep. But what I am getting is, is creating memories and, and, and building, hopefully, what I like to think is, is the great cash care empire, which is coming. Yeah. It's that simple. That's awesome. It is that simple, but it takes work. It's not yeah. gonna, listen. It's not going to happen overnight, and it's not going to be easy. Winning the lottery does not make you successful. It makes you lucky. When you go out and you're a kid that makes no money, you make your first. Wes Watson's one of my business coaches. First ten thousand dollar month hit me up. Thirty thousand dollar month hit me up. Fifty thousand dollar month hit me up. I just hit him up with a $134,000 month. He goes, don't hit me up again until it's two fifty because I'm tired of hearing your little bullshit six-figure months. I'm like, he makes $2 million a month. My response is, Roger that coach, and he hangs up on me. Dude, that's the best coaching a human being can get. Yeah. At first, I was like, he's like, do you have, do your feelings get hurt easy? Nope. Good. Here we go. He's like, how can you have the the people that you have, the the platforms that you have and you're not making the money. And I'm like, I don't know. And he, I'm not going to use the language that he gave me because Lily was like, but I just gave what he said. And Matt Schneider, same thing. Now I'm averaging six figures a month. I don't have, I barely have a high school education. And I, and it, it's not about the money, but I'm doing what I love. Yeah. Right. I'm not a slave to the wage. Yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to touch on kind of, the almost last idea that you talked about how your coach speaks to you or, or treats you in, in, in the same wavelength, talking about how you coach people and you yell at people and you, you know, you, you've touched on the, the Instagram post of Bedros Koulian sitting out on that podcast and watching that video of you yelling at the guy. And I watched that. And, and one of the things that Bedros Koulian said was like, yeah, you see him getting after getting after this guy on this social media clip, what you don't see is the time that you're spending, what that you, that he's spending with these guys outside of it, loving on them, talking with them, crying with them, journaling with them, doing these other things and building a good rapport. And I think that's super important because I think that kind of connection provides you the ability to actually get on these people 
to the level that you get on them and they're not completely distraught because of it, right? Like they, they know you're doing it from a place of love. They don't think you're doing it from a place of necessarily disliking them. So I want you to kind of riff on the importance of like both building connection, but holding the people that are underneath you or that you're leading, holding them to a high standard and how you kind of balance the, the, the duality of like love and accountability and like love and a high standard. Well, before we start the only, and I'm going to talk to you in the Ray Cash Care voice because now you got to think. The only fucking way that you can hold other people to a higher standard is if you hold your fucking self to a higher standard. That's it. That's the secret. You know, remember we talked about that pizza pie? Instagram, social media is the same thing. We show you the 5% of who we are and what we do of what we decide. Pedro's Cooley and said it, right? M- me caring, crying with someone who's had the same fucking past as me, right? That's not sexy. That's not. Like me getting emotional right now, thinking of what's been done to me. It's not sexy. What's sexy is, is when I'm screaming at somebody, but then you don't know the backstory because that causes turmoil and chaos with a bunch of betas that are out there right now. But the secret to, to holding people accountable is you can't do that if you don't do it for yourself. And the re- reason why no one's punching me in the face and no one's doing this, like all the comments, oh, I punch him in the face, is because these men at these courses have fucking tried everything else and it hasn't worked. Just like I have two coaches, one that's, that's very eloquent and I got Wes Watson. And there's times where I need both. Like he's like, you, I mean, I'm just like up against the corner because he's the size of a house. But I'm like, I deserve that. And the other one's like, listen, Ray, you know, you're not thinking smart. Like Bedros is more eloquent. There's times where I need both of those. And what people need to understand is the difference between me and everybody else on social media is they'll show you now every now and then I'll show you a couple of cars and a couple of things like this. But I will actually show you my, my best piece of pizza, which is actually my worst piece of pizza. Me yelling at somebody you think is the best pizza pizza. It's actually the worst. Because when I'm yelling at them, I'm so upset with them. I'm so frustrated because when I look at them, like you saw me yelling at, um, he goes by Viking dad bod. He's a monster. He's like an ad, he's super successful guy. He was literally, what you don't know about that clip is after I did that and he took off, he came up to me afterwards and broke, broke Mo and said, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Because people that make his kind of money and look the way he does and has a family, don't talk to him like it. He needed that. I did him a favor. I did him a solid. And he's a better fucking human being for it. Now, we've done a few skiffs, um, spoofs of it, where I tease him about the guacamole when we're on a Vegas trip. But my point is, is don't be so fucking sensitive. Everybody now in America is so fucking sensitive. Like growing up, man. Like, I think the reason I'm the way I am is because people just constantly put me in my place. I married a woman that puts me in my place every day. And I thank her for it every day. And the thing is, is what I wanted people to understand is the course isn't about the money. But if you have someone, if you like, listen, you pay for coaches, you pay for us to do it. I could have literally just sat there and ignored that guy and let him go through the course. But when you have someone that's willing to pour everything they have into you, that's a sign of love and affection. And people don't understand that, right? I'm a man that will tell someone, I fucking can't stand you. But I'm also the same guy that'll say, I fucking love you. And it's, and it's the same person. And I can tell them that like one right after the other. I love who you are. I hate what you're doing. And that's what I did with his name's Reed. 
right? His name is Reed Speck. I love the guy. He's like a brother to me. The guy could probably pound my, my head into the ground. But at that moment, he knew because I hold myself to this standard. I'm fit. I'm my family, I've got a doubt. And I don't have it right, but I have it better than most. He knew that it was coming from, like Pedro said, from a place of love. And when people in this country stops thinking so fucking one-dimensionally and they start thinking out of the box and realize that everything that we do in these courses and I do, it has alternate meaning and purpose, then they become the best form of him. He is so, he was successful before, but what I've done for him is I've just like taken the chains off this guy and he's just mm -hmm. running crazy. He's in better shape. He moved, he's happy. And all this because he was so content with just making a certain amount of money, which was a lot, and living the perfect life. But he wasn't happy. And I mm -hmm. saw that in him. And he was hiding behind all those machines and all the fancy stuff. And I ripped it all from him and he was lost. And once I did that, at the time, people don't understand it. But people that really want to create growth and want to be somewhere different than they were yesterday, they'll take time to reflect and go, Holy shit. And that's what he did. He went, it hit me like an epiphany. I said that word again. He's like, holy shit. You weren't just yelling at me for no reason. You know, when it's going on, I never even know there's cameras around me. Mm -hmm. I have to be told to post that stuff for Bader. I don't post that shit. I'm not there for social media, man. I'm there to make a difference. Bedros is just the master of capturing it and causing chaos. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Listen, if people want to hate me, hate me all you want. I have done more good in this world than I have bad, I think, as of late. And I've changed and helped a lot of men and a lot of young boys in this country. And I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to apologize to you or anybody else. I don't care who they are. I don't care if someone's like, listen, we'll pay you a ton of money. No. I know, and the reason why I do this is, this is this is exactly what I needed when my father was murdered when I was 11, and I was a screw-up till I was 16, because the course we run is between 11 and 16, and then when I was literally thinking about killing myself between the ages of 16 and joining the military, until I joined the military, and I said, holy shit, the world is what I make of it. And you have two choices, ladies and gentlemen, get up and kick ass, or get up and get your ass kicked. And I'll tell you what. I got my ass kicked for the first 17 years to the point where I didn't even care anymore. Now I kick ass. I still get knocked on my ass. But like I said on the Nick Bear podcast, I don't dust myself off. And that means I don't apologize and I'm not going to change. I'm going to get right back up and do it again. Mm. Amen to that. That's great, man. That's great. Well, I, I, I fired I up, man. You're good. You let me, you just get me fired up. Damn, man. <laughs> good. Hell yeah. That's what I want. That's what I want. Just trying to pull out. The best out of you, baby. Uh, well, this has been great, man. Before I ask the last question, I just want to acknowledge you. I want to acknowledge you for making the changes that there's so many changes that you made in your life, especially at that age of 17, going from victim to victor and really realizing that, like, while all the stuff in the past you were not responsible for, but your, your future and how you were going to shape it, you were responsible for, and how you were going to change from it, you were responsible for. I want to acknowledge you for that and acknowledge you for having the ability to hold people to such a high standard from a place of love from a place of like trying to pull them up and 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 pulling out the greatest potential that they could that they could actually see in themselves so i just acknowledge all the work that you're doing for for men for boys for women and everybody out there it's been it's great the, the last 45 minutes that i've spent with you I'd, i know i've been fired up and i know that we've motivated a hell of a lot of people thank you sir
Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, everybody's going to want to go follow this guy on social media now if they don't already. So make sure you go follow him on Instagram at RayCashCare. You can go learn more about him on his website as well at RayCashCare.com. Uh, but Ray, is there any other good place that people should go, go learn more about you and what you're up to? Um, I think those are the two main ones. I mean, I have the Instagram, the Facebook. It's all Ray Cash Care, but uh, excuse me, you know, LinkedIn and all the other Facebook. But no, you know, RayCashCare.com if you're interested in any of my programs. Um, or you can just DM me on, uh, IG for any of my programs too. I answer every single DM as long as it's professional. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, Ray, last question is that I think in order to get closer to the best version of yourself, it's both a constant journey and a unique journey. Um, I don't think that we ever actually get to that best version of ourselves. I think it's just every day, constant journey. Um, and I think the way that I'm going to get closer to the best version of myself is going to be a little bit different than the way that you get closer to the best version of yourself. So this last question is for you personally, is if there are three things that you could currently do or three things that you could currently work on to get closer to the best version of Ray Cash Care that you could possibly be, then what are those three things that you could currently do or currently work on? Patience. I'm not patient, man. I want it and I want it yesterday. Stay humble um, because sometimes when the bank account starts getting big and the cars start coming, you seem to lose the perspective. So this is something else that I've been focusing on and um, the faith. Um, and again, not not the spiritual, which listen, I'm a Christian. I'm, I make no, uh, no, uh, I don't hide that at all, but about believing in myself. Um, because I am the king of self-sabotaging and self-doubt of myself. So mm -hmm. they're the three things that I focus on every day. Those three simple things, you know, stay humble, you know, and, and just they, that's the biggest one with me is staying humble because you start hanging out with the wrong, pe you know, the right people, which is the wrong people. You know, I'm not a billionaire, but when I hang around billionaires, you want to act like them. You can't. You have to act like the best version of yourself. Um, mm -hmm. Be patient. It will come, but you have to push yourself. And what was the last one? Let's see if you're paying attention. What was the last one? You said faith. Faith. That's right. Bet on yourself. No one else is going to. Yeah. I wanted you to say, I'm just checking. Bet on yourself every damn day. Even when you don't want to get up, get up. There's mm -hmm. a reason why you're here. Figure out what that reason is. And when you find out, hit me up at, at Ray Cash Care and let me know why. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, there are so many different great things here, uh, Ray. I appreciate your time, man. I know everybody was motivated and inspired and ready to get after it uh, the rest of today and the rest of tomorrow whenever they're listening to this. But I appreciate your time, man. That's all we got. Thanks, sir. Talk about a motivational interview. I mean, I'm ready to run through a freaking wall after that one, and I hope you are too. Make sure you go get more of Ray by following him at Ray Cash Care on Instagram. And if you'd like to try out the one-week free trial of the virtual 10-week transformation, then go to nickcarrier.com slash free trial. Some of my biggest takeaways from Ray are this. Number one, while you might be responsible for what happened to you in the past, you are most certainly responsible for how you shape your future. Number two, in order to be successful, you have to keep your why top of mind to push you through difficult situations. You have to keep in mind the future version of yourself when you're making decisions. And you have to remove things from your life that are not helping you achieve your goals. And lastly, go out and do the work, people. I mean, go out and do the work. Ray is such a great example of hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Ray found what makes him special and he works on it every single day and will never settle for average. If you can do these things, it too will allow you to get closer and closer to your best. 
you. 